Hello and welcome back to Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. Today, the thing we're talking about is the Ted Lasso series season finale. Who knows? Who knows? What'd you what'd you think? I guess like overall gut reaction. <laughs> oh man, I didn't expect to jump right into it. I thought oof. No, I didn't think oof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean That's you collecting I, your thoughts. So- I, uh, yeah, I thought, okay, I definitely liked parts of it. We can step back for a second. I don't, I didn't mean to jump right into it. I just was curious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to get a gut read because I, I know in an unlikely turn of events, we didn't speak about it even a little bit, no. which I appreciate because I'm excited to get your blind reaction. But no, I think I feel very medium. It didn't make me super angry. I wasn't like, if this is the way it's ending, I can't believe it. But I also very particularly did not like some choices. Mm. So, Ooh, interesting. I feel okay. like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, mm, I kind of do feel like oof, but like maybe not as harsh as that sounds. Yeah, I, I too feel medium. I think as upsetting as this will be for people who really love Ted Lasso, I mean, okay, it's hard to follow a finale that fit the tone and like everything of a show as well as Succession did. And I feel like coming off of that, unless this was just like hit out of the ballpark, I don't know if I would have had anything other than sort of a medium to like medium reaction. Obviously yes, very different shows. I was like, yeah, I think that's, that's hard to like, I know what you're saying, but I was like really trying not to compare. Oh yeah. Yeah. Compare. Yeah. It's hard. Me too. However, I was like, okay, I know, I know this is going to be a different, I know, I feel like something we talked about with the succession finale was that they didn't feel the need to put a button on everything. And I feel like that's not what, what, um, sitcoms should aim for. Like, I do think the sitcoms do the button and that's what's expected. And that's thematically consistent. I wasn't like annoyed at the like cute little wrapping up of things at the end, maybe similar to you, some of the wrapping up, I didn't love the way that it ended, but I, I didn't hate that that was the way that they did it, that they just like tried to give everyone a sort of final period to their story that felt very, yeah, consistent with sitcoms and also with Ted Lasso and just trying to make everything sort of pleasant. But yeah, I just felt meh. I was like, okay, I watched it. I I'm, don't like feel like I wasted time, but also I'm not going to rave about it, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. It was definitely less of a of a feeling like I forced myself to watch it than I had felt in other episodes this season. So I would say overall, like, it probably is a more positive than negative feeling. I was like, okay, that's cute. I felt some feelings. Mm. But serious finales for me are always very emotional. And maybe, maybe part of the problem is we don't know for sure, although I don't really know at this point why it's ambiguous, but if we don't know for sure, for sure that this is the series finale, but I did not feel a 10th of the way I normally feel about series finales of shows that I love, which is like normally, I think I've said this before, but I put them off forever. Yeah. But you know, they said to oh, me yeah. like literally like two years to watch the Parks and Rec finale. Like I watched everything else in the season except the very last episode and then refused to watch it for years because I didn't want it to, I knew it was over, but if I never watched it, it didn't have to be over. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I just did not feel that way about this one. Really, maybe like a tiny bit, but not too much. And I think that's because I had such bad feelings about this season, more so than like the episode itself. Obviously, this is my feeling like going into the episode. I just was like not feeling the way I normally do. Yeah, I totally agree. Do 
I have I have notes. I know you do too. Um, should we do a quick, like, I don't know. I don't know how to structure this. If we want to do good things first and then sort of stuff we wish was a little different to keep it, <laughs> to keep it lighter in the Light. first half. <laughs> that sounds scary. What if we did like each big beats and maybe like character arcs and like how they wrapped and maybe go like character by character or sort I like of that. like, yeah, but maybe, maybe we start with overall plot points, like the game play or sort of like how the like tournament wrapped up tournament's probably not the right word i season that is that is a part of the episode that i really liked because i always like when they have actual soccer play i thought it was fun i thought it was sort of like cute and silly but like very fun to watch me too i oh i almost i almost did the thing i was about to be like yes but um but i'm not going to because we're sticking with the positives real quick I also no. You can say negative stuff. We're just we're we're just generally speaking about about the episode. I also mostly liked those scenes, the scenes of them playing and in the um, locker room and things like that. Some of the things I think, yeah, I think it's more a reaction to the series as a whole, and that's unfortunate that I'm bringing that baggage to the series finale. But like the cute little like for the first time in a while Ted realizes for the first time, I guess maybe ever that we see Ted realizes what offsides is before anyone else does. I was just like, okay. Like I, I it's very pointed. I told it like, I, I love, I get, <laughs> I got what they were bringing back, but I was just sort of like, mm, all right. Um, especially with like no one else noticed anyway. Um, that, and then also the like complete cartoonization. I feel like it's not inconsistent with Ted Lasso, but it was something that I, consistently didn't love with Ted Lasso season two either the complete like cartoon villainization of the villain characters first with Nate in season two when he just like went all silver haired and it was just sort of like an immediate he's bad then to Rupert who has been in the last few episodes it's been very unclear what his motives are is he all evil is he like sort of turning over a new leaf not really and then in this last episode it was sort of like forget any of that he's in a black cloak and he's walking down the wall like he's bad news bears and I was just like there's no nuance <laughs> I but see I feel like there never has been I know we argued about this a few episodes ago but I still feel like pretty much there never has been with Rupert and anything we saw of him this season specifically was more about Rebecca I guess Rebecca so. dealing with him and processing him. And maybe they didn't do that in the perfect way, but I don't think at any point they've been trying to tell us that he has a single redeemable character, redeem, redeemable personality characteristic. And, but I mean, you're allowed to dislike that. I'm just saying, I think he has been this one dimensional villain from the very beginning. I will. And it cracks me up. I love the cake. I will. It's like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I need to argue about that one second. Specifically, the episode where. Rebecca is brought into that group of old white men. I know. That's the one we argued that about. That whole episode. He Like when she's talking about the young boy who loved football and did like – and then wound up working his way up to buy the team, it like focuses so far in on Rupert's face and he gets like this glimmer in his eye and you see him as a little boy. I mean you don't see him. I'm just saying like you picture him as the viewer and it shows some sort of innocence and time before maniacal villain <laughs> – in that episode. Well, but I, yeah, that to me doesn't say like he has a redeeming characteristic. That to me is like he is still a human and they're trying to say that he's not this caricature of a villain, uh, which which maybe that's <laughs> not – I said one-dimensional, mm. which could, could also be caricature. But I also don't care. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like to me, like he is that villain and if he has a backstory, then it adds to him being a real person. But like at the same time, 
for the sake of this story, it doesn't matter that he's a real person. So if the show was doing, I don't know, doing its due diligence of like, no, he is a person, like we'll give him some backstory, then fine. I didn't really care either way. But for the sake of furthering anyone else's plot, he is a bad guy. He does bad things. We're not ever rooting for him. And I've, I I personally felt like that was very clear and never bothered me. I could have just done with him, like less of him in the finale. Like the his comeuppance would have been Rebecca leading the team to victory, his team losing. Like I just didn't need the scene of him pushing the coach over and him being called a wanker, which I know was a callback to Ted being called a wanker in the first season. But still, I just, I guess I just didn't need it as much. And it took a little bit away from me. Like it, it bothered me enough that I was like, oh, I, I wish this weren't here. Um, but otherwise I think I enjoyed the soccer scenes. I, yeah, that didn't bother me. If anything, I was like, yeah, push him. (laughs) He's the worst. I I don't know. Wait, wait, you wanted Rupert to push the coach or vice versa? That's probably not the right way to say that. I guess I mean, Yes, have everyone show him. It came out wrong, but I was excited that everyone was seeing him being a jerk. Got it. Yeah, Pusham was not the right (laughs) way to applaud that. But no, I was excited that he was like getting, I don't know what the word is. He was like getting what he deserved in terms of like the world turning against him Mm. because he has always been this bad guy, but like seemingly the world didn't know about it. And so, yeah, they went pretty heavy with it in this episode, but I don't know. It certainly didn't bother me. Okay. Yeah. Um. And he, I mean, there's a lot to say about the the soccer portions, the football portions, other than well, we could we could skip from plot over to Nate since we're talking about Rupert. Do it. And I feel like there are things to say about Nate. Mainly, I hated every single moment <laughs> that Nate was in this episode, and I wish he just weren't in this episode. Wow. I would like. I literally was so mad. The very first note I have is just I hate Nate being back. And then every time he was on the screen, I made sounds of anger. Wow. It makes no <laughs> sense that they would have – I. it makes no sense that they would have taken him back in. I know we talked about this last time and like it does – it literally does make sense that Ted would because that's Ted's whole thing. But – and maybe it was the way they chose to like particularly not show us some sort of like conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have not ceased being confused and angry about the way they were just like, Nate's back and we like him now. And everyone's like patting him on the back and letting him be the coach, letting him call plays and being excited that he's there. Yeah. Wait, so what what bothered me also is that he didn't come back as like an assistant coach. He came back as an assistant kit man. Assistant to the kit man, which I was like, is that an office office reference? Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) It has to be, right? Must be. But then, well, then that I guess was the point when Ted let him call the play that was, or no, used his play I guess he didn't let him call it but that it was supposed to be like oh like he is back even though he's like nah and so it, it's more r- realistic maybe than if they'd just given him his job back but none of this feels right to me I liked Nate's I like what they did with Nate's villain arc I thought it made sense for Nate's character and it was too believable if they wanted him to have a redemption arc they should have made it less believable because I hated him and he's hateable and he's the worst. You just wanted Nate to stay in cartoon villain land with Rupert, I guess, is what you're... He, but he wasn't a cartoon villain. He was actually a big jerk because he was an insecure little kid who lashed out at everybody. And yeah, maybe that means he's worth like a chance. But I think we just should have seen him like going to therapy. Yeah. I think... I mean, I think the my issue with... I didn't have the same issue with Nate as you, you really do not like... 
<laughs> like this arc. I think I, I just see it as a continuation of my issues with this show, which is just like they don't do enough. It is not clear to me and as apparently to you what they're doing with character arcs. Like they either don't develop something enough or they do too much for what their end result is going to be. It's just not consistent. And like for me, I got like from episode one of this season, I kind of understood that they were taking us into a redemption sort of thing. It just like was weirdly paced and some of the elements of it, like Jade didn't really make sense. Didn't land. Uh, the whole like back and forth with Rupert didn't make any sense to me. I, it didn't bother me that they tried to give him a redemption arc. What bothered me is how, like the, the mechanisms. It just didn't work. I agree with you. It didn't no, that's work. That's fair. Yeah. It could have. Yeah. Maybe I'm not upset in general about a redemption arc. I just really don't believe in one at this point, even with yeah, they didn't make boundless it. ability to forgive. I don't understand. Yeah. It was almost like they knew they had a, a note card saying like, okay, by the end of season three, we need these things wrapped up. And one of them was like, Nate is back uh, at Richmond. Like, and then they just tried just, to make it happen. And there was, didn't, I know, wasn't I'm really any. How they could have done it differently, but I don't know. I'm, I can't pretend to be a better writer than them. So it's just, it just didn't work for me. Like, I'm happy for the people who weren't bothered by it because you got to be less annoyed than I was. And I think that's just it's what it is. Yeah. It, for some reason, he really, really pissed me off. Also, but probably like good acting, like good job, guy who plays Nate. Oh yeah, I don't really know. You his were name. you were like supremely hateable. I did know his name at one point. I should have looked that up. But no, I mean, yeah, good for him. I could switch over if you don't have more Nate thoughts. I don't really have more Nate thoughts. I didn't really write much down about Nate at all. Uh, yeah, so we can we can move on. Half of my notes are about Nate. <laughs> I have like chronological notes. Um, so I'm happy to jump around with you. Well, mine are chronological, but they're just like random. Yeah. I can start with morning cold open, like the very first scene where clearly Ted has told Rebecca that he's not returning. Oh, yes. And then also Beard and Jane are there. Yeah. What are what are we supposed to believe got them all there? A gas leak is what they said. Oh, did they say they that? They did, yeah. but it wasn't necessary. I didn't enjoy it. It was clearly like for the fan theories that – or the fan shippers, whatever you want to call them, that Rebecca and Ted were going to one day get together because that's like what you think in the beginning. That's actually – that is what I thought Same. because I was like, oh, did they actually give it to the Yeah, I was like, I missed something. Fan shippers. And then when it wasn't that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, also a little weird that they – felt the need to like pull one over on us I, I know it, I, it didn't bother me though like I didn't write it down I was just like okay like not not super funny all I wrote down was morning cold open eh. so like yeah I agree I just not I think they wasted time on it um but then I did I have a positive note I had the sound of music number by the team for Ted I loved that Roy was mouthing the words yes <laughs> In the yes! in the background, like a proud stage mom. Oh, that was such Dude, a that's cute my element. Only note from this scene is just how happy I was when I noticed that. That made that made me feel so good. That made me feel so good. That being said, I also didn't really like the the emotions of that scene didn't quite land for me either. Like Ted's reaction to it, and then the way they all celebrated afterwards. Oh, the, I was so confused. The craziest celebrating! I actually was like, wait, um, what? what? It just happened. What's going on? Yes. 
But Roy it mouthing would have worked if like the crowd hadn't also been like going insane. Yeah, I- but. I- I was like, oh, I thought they were like patting themselves on the back for like pulling off a musical number, but then like everyone was losing their shit. Yeah, I, I was like, is this a ritual I forget from for earlier seasons? I don't think so. I think it was just weird, but I I liked the song. I knew what it was immediately. Sure, yeah. I realized Matt didn't, so I told him. Gotcha. So I was like, oh, I, I wonder if it's like as funny or cute if you like just literally don't know what they're doing, like if you've never seen that. Because a part of the humor is like they're pretending to be little children, basically. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they brought up Julie Andrews in earlier episode when they were all listing their favorite movies. Because I think Ted says his is Sound of Music. Maybe. One of them probably does. Yeah. But I wonder if that's why. If it's supposed to be sort of a a callback to that. Danny being Gretel at the end. (laughs) Is that her name? Gretel. Yeah, Gretel. Was so cute. Yeah. But again, like if you didn't, if you've never seen that or like didn't know that that's what it was, I feel like it would have just been like very weird. I agree. It still was very weird. I think. But it was like cute weird. I think the thing about, yeah, this episode in particular, but Ted Lasso also, is that they do a lot of inside jokes and callbacks, but other shows do inside jokes and callbacks in a way that if you don't rec, if you don't notice they're there, it doesn't bother you like you don't get confused or think like wow that was weirdly out of place but with Ted Lasso I think they do I think I like yeah I think that's always sort of been their problem because like I didn't go back and rewatch the first two seasons before watching this season and there were definitely things I mean even just little things with like Nate and Jade where I didn't particularly remember every detail of the three times they've met each other before and it felt like a little out of nowhere for me and since people have been like, wait, how did you miss that? Like it was in the first two seasons. And I'm like, I, but because I didn't, if you didn't just watch those, like that's not fresh in my mind. Yeah. Like, man, maybe that's a me problem, but I don't normally have so many, I mean, so much trouble, like remembering the important things. So if it's really like that sort of like small of a thing, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It, it does feel like a me problem. I feel like I shouldn't really be complaining though. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. So if it's a you problem, it's also a me problem. <laughs> But yeah, maybe it's both of us problem. Um, I also have Roy slash Keely slash Jamie just as a note, because I figured we could just unpack that together. Uh, My note is what is this? The fucking bachelorette. And that was the only note I wrote because I was then mad. Like some scenes in that whole thing that happened in that road we were driven down were cute. But I think they could have happened without that particular plot point. <laughs> it's so not what I want in a finale. No. Like, it just was, it, for to me, so messed up that that was in the finale. I'm glad that she didn't, like, actually wind up, end up with either of them. But Jamie has not, like, Jamie has been on the slow burn. There hasn't been no indication. I'm doing a lot of negatives here. There has not been zero indication that he's still interested in Keeley. But there have been small moments of indication. Yes, yes. But nothing super nothing as obvious as the beginning of this episode where he like is nervous, clearly sprays himself with with a little bit of cologne and then goes and asks her to come with him on a not actually romantic trip, but like what he, I think he hopes will become a romantic trip. And they did that would yeah, in the finale, you needed to like drop that foundation for then the fight to happen with his now like with Jamie's mentor in the finale that all needed to unfold now I don't think so I disagree I did not like it Mm-mm. I thought it shouldn't have been in there yeah I don't know I don't know what like what I want I guess I and it, I didn't really like it tainted the whole season so it's just like well it's not surprising that this is how they left her 
character. It tainted for me the Roy Jamie stuff that I've been loving this entire season. Like the bright spot for me of this season. This made it <laughs> like worse. I as soon as Roy, the silhouette of Roy, seeing the two like Keely and Jamie talking, and you could tell he was jealous. And then he comes over and asks Jamie to get a drink with him. And Jamie is like so clearly chuffed and like touched. And then Nate comes by and is like, You two are friends now? And he's like, yeah. And he's like so clearly elated at how his life is going and that his once like one time rival and also the person he most looked up to, like we've seen the posters on his walls, is now becoming a real friend to him. But the whole time that Roy was asking him, I was like, he's got a double agenda. I don't feel the same warm, fuzzy feelings that I could be feeling because now there's this whole weird Keely thing shoved in there. Anyway, it made me mad. I agree. I like wrote down, it's so cute to watch Jamie be happy about being friends with Roy. And I also mentioned his poster, like just thinking about, just thinking about Jamie being like, one day I could play like Roy or one day I could play with Roy. And then he does get to, and they're both freaking assholes with their ego and their pride and their like need to be better, better than each other. And then they finally become friends. And this was the last episode. I just didn't like that at all. It was very disappointing. And like, they ended it okay, I guess, though. Like, ultimately. I'm just like, but why do we need any of that then? Agreed. If the whole point was to just show Keely, like, Keely's still on her own and Roy's going to therapy and, like, working on himself, we could have just had Roy going to therapy, maybe some sort of comment about Keely being, like, content. I'm you know, nodding she's like vigorously. For a man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that that, that would have worked better for me. Yeah, 100%. Agreed. Well, let's see. We've talked about Roy. We've talked about Keely. We've talked about Nate. We've talked about Jamie. So before we move on to Ted Mm. and Rebecca, uh, well, I guess we could do Rebecca before Ted if we're saving the the biggest for the last. But before we even do that, I have one tiny note that the woman who plays Caroline, the mom in succession, Mm. is also Rebecca's mom. Yes. And was also recently in Silo. So I'm like, damn, that lady's everywhere. Yeah, well, also Ted's mom is played by the mom in Freaks and Geeks. No? Yes. Freaks and Geeks, which I noticed. I didn't did not know that. Just a shout out to moms, mom actors anyway. Just, just love the moms. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then since we're going to talk about Rebecca next, this note is very fitting. I wrote, the only person in the season who deserves an Emmy is Hannah Waddingham. I can't remember what she was doing when I wrote that down, though. I just I really felt it very strongly because everyone else was doing – I disagree. Well, I will tell – Various, various things. But she – you're going to tell me she did – Justice please. for J.B. Tart. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> you can't say anything bad about her. I will cry. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't write him off. I was really mostly thinking about how um, – Brett Goldstein gets nominated, has been nominated, I think, both for both seasons so far, both mm-hmm. years. And I'm sorry, but it's just not working for me in this season. There have been lots of like awkward, not great comedic timing from him, I think, personally. Agreed. Yeah. I but Rebecca is my queen. She's I think you're on a on you're on the Rebecca wavelength, which I don't I don't think I have anything negative to say, but I will say I'm not as enthusiastic about her as you seem to be. But that is that does not mean that I don't appreciate her. I guess I don't the love the character or the actress. Uh, the actress, <gasps> Jenny. What do you she's mean? so good? I mean, I feel like it's also it's a little bit 
colored by the fact that I don't love her storyline and how it ends. Like, it's not just, yeah. She's so good. I know, but she's so good. She is good. Her acting. I I wish I remembered what she was doing when I wrote this down. There's just so many times where her face is so much more expressive than I can imagine a face ever being. And I'm just like, how is she doing that? And how is she going through all these emotions in succession without it looking crazy? Yeah. She's just thinking about her makes me think of all of the <laughs> plot points that I get annoyed by, though. And I know that that's not what well, you're saying. You're saying her yes. acting, which I, I agree with you. I think she's really great. It's Yeah, but but her character's story Incredible arc, acting. Yeah. I was fine with the way her story ended. I don't know why we had that random man there. It didn't – it was absolutely insane, but just call it like sitcom magic that she would have like ran, mm, run into him at the airport. Kismet, yeah. But like, Okay. I hope she's happy. She has this this child that is like basically her adopted child now. Like that's what we're supposed to think. And honestly, like great. Like A plus, love her. Love love her being happy. I have no other no notes. I thought she when she was like, I'm going to travel the world. I thought that was the indication. Oh, she's going to Amsterdam, and that's where she was going to run into them because that makes more sense because that's where they live. But no, <laughs> instead we're like, oh, actually he's a pilot, and you're going to run into the little girl here instead of you going to. And anyway, I just. It's fine. It's fine. It didn't bother me, but it certainly was – I mean, it's ridiculous. But also, so is having a, like, D2 football guy from Kansas sure. be the – Like, I, I think the show's never yes, really yes, been yes. on the right side of realism. It didn't bother me. But feelings about her ending up with him? I mean, I thought that was sweet. I thought she finally gets to be a mom. Like, it was cute. Definitely, yes. But are you forgetting all of, like, the weird – vibes of their first meeting of him being like no nothing happened and lying to her about them having clearly uh what do you why are you picking faces they, they didn't smush they didn't well i didn't know what the right way to say that was <laughs> oh. on the podcast <laughs> they, they didn't do anything like that they i think they did i think the implication <laughs> was they so did that I said that. no i think it wasn't he just like let her fall asleep um, we're gonna have to go back, roll back the tapes on that one because I think the implication was something did happen, and she was too drunk to remember, and she wishes that it happened in a conversation with Keely. But also, he like whispers, she like asks him, and he says no, and then she leaves, and he says something under his breath like, "Oh, it so did," or something like that. Like there's clearly a, I don't know, it's open open for interpretation. But I I thought in our the the podcast that we discussed this, we were both a little like had icky feelings that's not the right word icky feelings about this guy and the way that all went down there was like a little lack of consent not consent but like clearly she was too drunk anyway um i don't remember getting an ick but maybe i did and i forgot in which case i'm sorry for bringing it back up (laughs) i i hope she lives happily ever after and i'm okay with that one being not realistic and i i hope she's happy and i love hannah waddingham and that's all um, I don't think I have that many. I don't think I have anything else to say about Rebecca. I'm trying to think. I'm glad she kept the club. I thought it would have been weird if she had sold it. Um, but it was a little like it was hard to tell. It kept going back and forth. There wasn't until you saw the uh the news headline in the airport. It was hard to tell what what the decision was. And then even, I really thought she was going to sell. Yeah, that's I, what I mean. Yeah. But it didn't bother me. I mean, I think it was believable in either direction. And when she decided she wanted to go, I was like, okay, this makes sense. She has realized she's fully over the need to get revenge. And I liked that for her character. Mm-hmm. But I think what we were supposed to realize by her sort of flip-flopping was like, she did have that realization of like, okay, I'm over this. 
Need for Revenge. Ted's leaving, so like I'm sort of out. And then finding her why through the episode, through the course of the rest of the episode of like why she does want to be there genuinely just like for the sake of being there and not for Ted and not for revenge. And I appreciated that too because I think if they hadn't – if they had left it with like she's selling it, that leaves us sort of with like, well, who was Rebecca before getting revenge on Rupert? Like what is she like? What Was she really just here for revenge? And I think – with her keeping the club, I think we learned, no, it wasn't really just about anyone else. Like it wasn't about Rupert. It wasn't about Ted. Or at least it wasn't in the end. Like it might've started yeah. out that way. And she, yeah, I agree. That's why I was so confused when it, they didn't see, yeah. When it seemed like she might sell. Um, but I'm glad, I also, am glad that that was, that she didn't. I thought that was one of the better parts of the finale actually. It was the way they handled all of that. The, that leads us to probably Ted's, Ted's decision-making and how they sort of dealt with all of that. I just think in no world, just getting this right off my chest, in no world does he go back to Kansas. He is at the, he's taken this team to the, whatever the heck, the name, I really didn't follow the <laughs> names of the different leagues, but like the champions, it was, it's obviously league. so insanely incredible that they would have gotten up to this league and then gotten all the way to almost first place, second place, for him to leave and go back to nothing, obviously his children, but or his child, but to go away from the fame and the money and the like world appreciation and impressive feat that he just accomplished, I don't, I just don't think so. I think that they go to London. I think his kid and Michelle go to England. I don't understand why they're in Kansas. I mean, yeah, we've got to decide whether or not we think that Ted Lasso cares about realism or not. Cause I mean, we, we've decided they don't like, yes, that is, I think that's in the but same it makes vein. Me ma- it's not just the, the realism that bothers me. It's that I don't like it at all for Ted's character, which is really like what we're talking about with all of the characters is like, I think he's the only one that didn't get a happy ending. I think his ending oh. sucks. I, I mean, I think they, at least it's consistent with where they've been leading him. Like he has yeah, not been happy is. away from – I agree. Like they definitely could have come to England. They – I think another character, maybe Rebecca, even laid out a solution of like how how they could stay. Um, yeah, and like there's good schools there and blah, blah, blah. And like I get, I get that it probably isn't even in the show realistic to Ted's character that he would have had them come. Like I, I honestly think it was the realistic and in keeping with the rest of the show sort of decision. It just frustrated me. I just didn't like it. Yeah. There was, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, what am I going to say? What am I trying to say? Wizard of Oz. There are a lot of Wizard of Oz comparisons throughout Ted Lasso and the clear, like no place like home situation. I was trying to figure out if the no place like home had turned into Richmond. It may, I don't know. I, I, I maybe didn't like it either, but it made sense that that's where his like he his thing was always going to, going to be to end up at home with his family and the like. Wonderland was his weird trip as a coach in London. I don't know. Yeah. I, no, it's it's it's. I don't think it really could have ended the other way. I just but you would have yeah. okay. So Ted goes back and coaches kids soccer and lives in a house with his ex wife. And we're supposed to be like, yay, that was a feel good ending. Like I just was like, why did everyone else get to be happy? This 
sucks, but I get what you're saying and I get that in Ted's way, this is making him happy. He's with his kid. He's back home. It feels right. He made the decision that was right to him. Dr. Jacob is seemingly gone, so it's like ambiguous if they're getting back together anyway. It just was weird. I don't know. All of it was too fast and too – yeah, the like the – Again, the villainization of Dr. Jacob during the one soccer match, like they were trying to make <laughs> us hate see him, him. Like, yeah. Worse and worse. Uh, it worked. I didn't like him. I mean, me neither, but I also didn't like to be, I was like, you're manipulating me. This doesn't have any background at all. But um, yeah, I I mean, I liked the goldfish called back, but it didn't feel, it didn't feel as much like a, like a gut-wrenching callback. Because they've used it in other episodes. If they had the like be a goldfish end line, I'm sure his kid has heard him say that before. It didn't have as much of a – didn't pack as much of a punch as I feel like they were trying to do – trying to pack. <laughs> I don't know. Um, with that last scene of him watching his kid run off uh, and him I, – I just – yeah. I I can't tell if we're disagreeing about anything. It feels like we're agreeing. I think so. But it was just not great. <laughs> It just was like meh. And like I get that that's where that's where it was going, but it would be one thing if Michelle if Michelle's whole point was like, I can't be with you while you live across the country. Mm. But she was like, I don't yes. like you. <laughs> like yeah, she, she was like, like, it hasn't been working for a while. <laughs> like all the things that made Ted likable to her in the beginning, like she found annoying in the end. It was like sort of the vibe that I got with like this like overly optimistic, like whatever. And it'd be one thing if we saw more of her like rekindling, but yeah. all we really saw was like he thought that she was getting engaged to Dr. Jacob and then she didn't. Not enough and development in any of these character arcs. None. I mean, but or it's just really it's maybe this is really the way it would have happened and it's just totally ambiguous and they're questionably like living together, but still divorced and maybe they'll get back together, but or I guess they're not divorced, separated. And I don't know. I just yeah, like I said, it just wasn't feel good. And that's fine. <laughs> but for a show that's supposed to be feel good, I was like, mm, it's not. I don't feel not doing good. It. <laughs> I did not feel good. Ugh, yeah. Oh, did you notice that during their little montage that they all cry at, it's an Ed Sheeran song? Because that did like? make me laugh. I don't I think it was like a new Ed Sheeran song when they did oh. the little montage before the game, before the match, and everyone was crying. And I was like, honestly, yeah, if you're going to pick a song that's like just going to make everyone cry, it totally would be an Ed Sheeran song. Yeah. Just like – purposely mournful and nostalgic there were certainly a few moments they all came for me in the last like 20 minutes that I was like oh this is the finale feelings that I wanted to feel Mm. or the moments that are making me feel things and like I didn't get really emo like the the little montage that they all cried at didn't make me emo I thought it was supposed to like I felt like I was supposed to but it didn't which is weird because I cried everything but then when they won and Colin kissed his boyfriend Oh, I was like really crying. I was like, like I probably couldn't have spoken while that was happening. So I was crying because <laughs> it was just that for me. I was like, this is so like manipulating my heartstrings, <laughs> and I don't even care. And then Ted did the Running Man, which was like the little video that made him go viral, like what he was doing in that. And I was like, this is such a serious finale move right now, yes. and it is working. Ten out of ten, working on me. Do you know what didn't work for me? <laughs> Yeah, just bring me right back down. The book. The book. The Lasso Way, which turned into the Richmond Way, which I get that that last bit well, was yeah, supposed to be. Last episode, you literally were like, it's going to be a book and I'm going to be annoyed. And I was like, oh, Jenny was right. I, 
I was, yes, but also they did, like, there was nothing about it. We didn't even see, like, there wasn't any, like, reading of the first paragraph. We didn't get to hear what it was about. It was only used as a device for Ted, I mean, seemingly, only used as a device for Ted to say it was never about me. And then they changed it to the Richmond way. And I and that, that they cry. needed that, <laughs> but they needed to have him write a whole book and then I was never to know what's in the book. Like, what is they that? Tr- the whole time just for that. Okay. That line did work on me. It sure. Me that well. part was very, but then I couldn't, I couldn't like extract I, it from all of the annoyance of that, that surrounded the book. I do feel like it could have worked to have like just one solid paragraph or like a couple sentences from the book that were like really... Yeah, like just very finale esque. Like they, they, I'm surprised they didn't. Really. Me too. And it would have been so cliche, but it would have been so Ted Lasso. Like it would have at least made sense to me. Yeah, it's okay when they like really manipulate me into feeling emo. Like I don't, I don't mind that. It's part of why I always liked this show because they did it in a way that like wasn't, I don't know, like wasn't like too much. But yeah, I don't know. It didn't bother me, but I see what you're saying. One thing I just remembered that I did find very odd, why did they have Dr. Sharon back just to like keep her in a hotel room and randomly like show her reacting? I was like, why isn't she at the match? Like why is she, why is she in a hotel room? Just please explain. Someone explain. I almost feel like they did that so that when Roy goes to therapy, we remember her. Even though it was so done who would really forget Dr. poorly. Sharon? I don't know. I also thought it was super strange. A lot of the, they cut to people where they were like, "Remember this person in the finale?" And I was like, "Yes." Wh- why are we looking at their face right now? They don't, they're not relevant to this moment. Um, like they they cut to Rebecca and her friend, whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, sassy, sassy. Thank you. During a part during the match, for a reaction shot, almost like you want to see what they're up to. And I was sort of like, "No, bring me back to the game. What are you doing?" <laughs> Um, and they did that with Dr. Sharon as well. And I was, I was like, yeah, I, I get that she's here. I understand that she's a part of the story. It doesn't really make sense. But she's really not there. That sense. was what bothered me. Yeah. Everyone else's reaction shots, I was like, fine. I laughed out loud at Barbara, is that her name? Being like, yay, when like blood, oh, blood. when yeah. like someone like, like that, that was funny. And it was kind of classic Ted Lasso, like silly, not super subtle. Can but we, sorry, Dr. The, Sharon being in the hotel room just did not make sense. Yeah, I 100% agree. The penalty shot that goes through the net was that a callback to anything? Did I admit, did I forget that? Or was it just like a silly, goofy, oh, he kicks so hard, <laughs> he went through the net? I think it was like a silly, goofy, sort of like how Danny like kills the dog in the – just like like a soccer thing that's like not realistic, a little like zany crazy. I thought it was cute just in the sense that like you think at first like, oh, he's a defensive player. Like they'd never – like why are they putting him in for the kick? And then like, yeah, he totally like – messes it up and then to be like oh no he's just like that strong I just I, I, I was like is there an arc of him always having wanted to take a penalty like I just again I didn't really understand why and like I what we were supposed to be feeling there. I guess just to have it not be Jamie, Jamie. sure well, when they were doing why not Danny? Didn't Jamie give it to Sam I was like yeah Sam but like yeah and then Sam gives it to someone who gives it to McAdoo I think it's like or maybe there was one last step but yeah yeah like maybe the point was like everyone's trying to share the wealth like oh you get the fame and praise when this works Mm -hmm. but it started to me to feel like oh nobody wants the like the pressure um, the pressure (laughs) of this and I don't know if I was supposed to be like that or maybe it's because I'm not a sports person I'm not a sports player but I started to be like oh this is weird they're all just like pawning it off Hmm. okay I thought it was I did write it's so ridiculous that they would put him in but 
It's fine. It it was like I in the end I liked that it was a little fake out because why not? I thought I mean for me if it had been Danny because he even like McAdoo even looks at the dog on the sidelines that's like protected. If it had been Danny thinking like oh shoot I gotta no I'm gonna do this again it would have made more sense to me. It's just yet another thing where I was like I don't really understand their choices, but it's fine. It didn't. It wasn't the worst. Uh, it was, yeah, it was whatever. Oh, we haven't talked about Kaylee suggesting a women's Richmond soccer team to Rebecca. Oh, that was so quick. pandering. Tell me you have a just room full of male writers without telling me. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. If there's, mm, I don't know. It was just yet another thing where I was like, if they had discussed this at all during the seasons, I would have loved it. It just came out of nowhere. I just, I, I didn't have a problem with the decision itself. It was just sort of like, okay, and? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't, it's unfounded. I don't know. It just seemed out of left field um, in a way that I was like, I wish they would have had some, I wish they would have laid any groundwork because then I think maybe I would have felt the emotional pull. But instead I was just like, okay, they're embarking on a project together, I guess cool it was just a big eye roll for me to be quite honest yeah uh what else it ends we can if we're ready to talk about the end it ends with beard and jane's wedding which i found deplorable why did we end with that uh before we hit okay well yeah we got to hit this first because then we got to talk about the believe sign which we have not talked about yet Oh, yeah. But, okay, yes. First of all. Well, I just think it's ridiculous because all we've seen, and it's been a funny-ish gag throughout, but all we've seen is that they're so toxic together. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, been a cause for laughs for sure. Like, I guess, and that's not my favorite of the running jokes, but, like, you're telling me he's going to leave behind Ted and everything back home for this woman who is, like – emotionally abusive to him and like that's been like sort of a haha but also sort of like can we can we please stop because this is like actually toxic and and weird and now we're supposed to think they got married and that was the like the touching way that the series is gonna end and they got married in Stonehenge which again I don't know if that's possible were we supposed to think were we supposed to think that they're all wealthy enough that they just like bought out Stonehenge Honestly, I think we were just supposed it? to think like they're like little Renaissance lovers or whatever. So they like wanted to get married there. I don't think we were supposed to think about it that hard. Yeah. I didn't love Because they were like dressed, you know, in their like garb and stuff. In their garb. Yeah. I, I didn't – honestly, I'd forgotten that that happened until you brought it up. But yeah, I didn't love it. Didn't it was like terrible. It. I did laugh at Beard getting off the plane. That did make me chuckle. But no, the the fact that that would be the way that the series ends – I'm sorry. Just, it's bad. Okay. Believe sign. They've all been keeping little pieces of the torn up sign. Various places. I thought that was Absolutely unbelievable places because they would have been (laughs) disintegrated into teeny tiny pieces if they're really in their sweaty armband. But yes, very cute. Very cute. Uh, I liked that Jamie's was in the book that Ted gave him in the first season as like a bookmark. I was like, oh, that's a callback that even if I didn't know what it was from, it wouldn't have bothered me. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know. I didn't remember that. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was – I thought that was a very Ted Lasso moment even though it was – a yes, it was a little cringe and a little like this doesn't really make sense. But in the way that I would have expected for a Ted Lasso – well, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso finale, 
that I actually yeah, liked. Yeah, like that was supposed to make us feel happy feelings. It didn't it didn't do anything for me. I think maybe it was too Nate adjacent, but I was over it. I didn't feel good about it. Oh, yikes. Because I thought that was the most Ted Lasso finale scene of them all, to be quite frank. Mm, you're probably right. It was. And it was like, cu- no, it was cute. It didn't make me feel feelings. That just, it is what it is. But it was cute. And I, di- I didn't dislike it. But it, the way that it was supposed to make me feel, it didn't, it didn't work. But that could just be a me thing. I don't have anything to criticize about it. <laughs> yeah. than what I've already criticized about it I was gonna say I don't really have anything else positive to say but I would be happy to comment on any of your other notes I think that's probably all my notes we did a pretty pretty Thorough good job, job getting through it all I think hopefully this shows why I feel like 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 positive but also like not not good like it was it 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 was an episode it was, in fact, an episode. I feel so – I felt so unimpressed and just, like, very medium when I finished the episode. I was like, okay, it's done. Uh, Carter kept looking back at me when he thought that there were moments that I would absolutely hate, which I thought was funny. Uh, and he did quote at me, like, you're not going to ruin the Ted Lasso finale for me. So I did not say anything <laughs> while we were – watching but he did keep looking back at me to be like did you hate that and I'm like why don't tell me that I'm not going to ruin something for you and then ask for my opinion on a thing you know I'm going to hate did he like this season as a whole I think he likes yes I feel like I should bring him he's in the apartment I should bring him in um but if I do a bad job at explaining he can amend it in a Well, I was just curious if he liked the finale without liking this season or if he liked this season and also liked the finale. That's really what I was wondering. Yeah, I think he liked the season. I'm probably not as much as season one and season two, but I think he likes the fact that the overarching thing about Ted Lasso is that like the the moral in his view is your life would be a lot better if you were a little bit more Ted Lasso about things, like a little bit more positive, a little bit less judgmental. Things go better, like- as someone like Ted Lasso is in your life and just continues to be positive, the people around him, people around the the positivity also become more positive. Like it's just sort of like a virus of nice. Uh, and essentially the arc was like, Jamie became a little bit more Ted Lasso. Um, I was going to say Brett, but I, <laughs> uh, like everyone, Roy, thank you, became a little bit more Ted Lasso. Rebecca, like truly everyone became more optimistic, more confident. And I think he liked that that's that, that that's what the story of the entire series was to him. And so the things that bothered us didn't necessarily bother him. Well, I think that's very lovely and the right takeaway and <laughs> a nice place to leave it probably because it's yeah. a lot nicer than the stuff we said. But I do <laughs> I do agree with that. I think as an overall take across the three seasons and thinking about what I've liked about it across the three seasons like yeah it's been a it's been a nice little ray of positivity in a sometimes sad world yeah I think my takeaway is no matter how hard I try I don't think I can just blindly like something because it's positive (laughs) I think nobody nobody suspected you of (laughs) having that problem at all 
Uh, I don't think I can get past lack of background, lack of compelling like character relationships. I think that's what really draws me into a story. And when those are missing, I really just can't get over it. But yeah, that's been Ted Lasso. Well, thanks for bringing us back down. <laughs> no, not down. I was trying to, I was trying to end us up. Ted Lasso may or may not be over. There you have it, folks. That's true. We don't know. So we'll leave you with that. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 